two weeks. I'm going to find an empty building. I'm going to put a ring in there. I'm going to give you a referee. But when it's over, it is over. Do you understand me, both of you? When it is over, it is over. Two of you will walk into the building when I find one. One of you will walk out, and it's done. I promise you that if it continues after that, I heard you both say that this place isn't big enough for the two of you. Well, it is. Because if it continues on after that, then neither of you will be here. And you won't have to worry about being the heart and soul of NXT because NXT will carry on without you. Welcome back to The War Report. I'm your host, Marjani Rawls. As always, I'm joined by Cyrus, who, and everybody should be in the damn house, not going anywhere, uh, flattening the curve. What is this, like, week two uh, self-quarantine, Cyrus? This is week two, and I I think uh, I think I'm starting to lose it. <laughs> uh, the the this shit sucks, man. Like I miss going outside. <laughs> I do too. Well, I mean, yesterday I went for a walk. Um, it was it was cool. It was also kind of eerie as well. Like I felt like it was kind of like walking deadish because I was walking. And the one person that I did see, we kind of looked at each other and, like, went on opposite <laughs> sides of the street. Because <laughs> you got to keep social distance, right? So, yeah. yeah I, like, saw a couple people. Apparently, uh, in my development, over the weekend, people were having parties. And it, there was a whole bunch of warnings that happened. I, I don't know why people were still partying at this point. But please flatten the curve. The soonest that we could do this, the soonest we could kind of go back to some some sort of normalcy, please. Yeah, because uh, I can't handle this no more, man. This sucks. <laughs> All right, so we got some breaking news here. Uh, I woke up or Well, we both woke up early because we're recording this on a Friday, and you'll probably hear this in a couple hours. But I woke up, and when I woke up, you know, I did a little Peloton class. It's free for 90 days if you need to move while you're stuck in the house. Uh, and lo and behold, the Talk is Jericho podcast was up with Brody Lee. And I took some notes down and I had a hinker, you know, a hunch that he was going to say some stuff about his WWE run. So here was some. Oh, <laughs> what would make you think that? <laughs> I feel like that's like the. It's in the AEW contract, man. Like you got to do the talk is Jericho, and then you have to like sound at least a little upset about your uh, WWE departure. Yeah, I mean, Moxley did it. Moxley did it. Uh, Matt Hardy did, did it. it a little. Matt Hardy did it, and now Brody Lee did it. So here's a couple things. Um. Apparently, the plan after WrestleMania 35, he was supposed to be Sami Zayn's heater. That fell through, and then he was basically done after that. He said that he went home, and he talked to his wife, and she's like, if you don't want to be there, then just don't be there. Then he 
he actually praises Vince. Like he, he says, like he had a, a good. Well, he had two twenty-minute conversations with him, and they talked like humans. And um, he kept on. At, Vince asked him, uh, "Do you want more money? Do you want to push?" And he's like, "No, I just want to go." And apparently, when he asked for this, his release, um, a lot of people were asking for their releases. And then allegedly, Hunter said, uh, "We can't release you. It's gonna make it. It's gonna make it like people are jumping off a sinking ship." Then uh, he said that he wanted to uh, wrestle in New Japan, so he went to Hunter, and Hunter allegedly said. Uh, that he would get it done for him, and then he heard nothing about that. Uh, from his understanding, and this is just opinion from him, that WWE was going to buy New Japan. Uh, <coughs> another notable thing was that he said that in 2018, Vince went up to him and Rowan and showed him a picture of Demolition, and he basically wanted them to come back as the 2018 version of Demolition. I think that would have went over well. You think, you think so? Yeah, yeah. So basically, like, I mean, I just it would have went over you, well. What do you think about what Brody Lee, you know, do you think that Brody Lee would have worked the Sami Zayn's heater? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, it's working out for Nakamura and Cesaro. Um, even though, you know, they didn't really need a heater. Um, they got one, though. Um, I think it would have worked out. Like, Sami Zayn is a character. Like, uh, whatever, like, however they would have went about it, I, I, I don't know. Because I think the artist collective stuff is, like, really great. I don't know what their, uh, you know, name could have possibly been. But I think I think it would have, uh, I think it would have worked out for them. Um we probably get a scene like him versus Braun, which would have been cool, or just him versus Nakamura, which would have been really cool. Um, yeah, uh, there, there, there's a lot of possibilities there. Um, you know, in, in terms of you know him talking, you know, with Vince one on one and being like, you know, I just want to leave, and it's just like, all right, if you want to leave, then I'm not just not going to put you on the show, which is what what we got basically like there's no surprise there and then like you know uh what hunter said like it looks like you know it's a sinking ship which you know a lot of people were asking for the release at the time uh well um revival uh ty dillinger hideo tommy um you know just just uh I, I, like even like people like tj perkins and stuff like that you know um I, I get it, like, them trying to save face, like, whatever, they're a company, you know, so I'm not surprised there, and then I think it, I think it's a little weird that he was just like, yeah, I think they might buy New Japan, that's a little weird, uh, especially when uh, they do more stuff, uh, they've done more stuff with Noah, you know, uh, like, the WWE relationship with Noah is definitely there, I, I would I wouldn't have been surprised if Hunter didn't pull some strings for him to like show up at Noah or something, but he, you know, he just had to choose new Japan. Um, I heard some stuff as well that, um, breaking news. We got a scoop. 
uh, he was supposed to go back to um, he was going to go back to NXT and be Leo Rush's heater. Uh, you know, after Leo Rush had his, you know, kind of like uh, he did mention that on on the podcast too. That like, yeah, if he if they offered him they to go back to, go back to uh, NXT, he said which he, they did. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, he'd be so fine with that. He'd put people over. He just wanted to wrestle as a single star. Mm-hmm. Um, he was supposed to come back at, uh, you know, work as Leo Rush's heater, um, which I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't think that would have really worked. I think, uh, cause now that the, uh, the cruiserweight title was basically like another mid card belt for, um, NXT, uh, NXT. So, I don't think uh, if Leo Rush was in the North American title picture, I, I would have been like, yeah, that probably would have worked out. But since uh, the Cruiserweight Championship, you know, basically became the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, uh, I think uh, Leo Rush is OK as a solo star. But, yeah, um, he just wanted to do uh, solo stuff. And that's great. Um, I think AEW, well, I think you know, because he's in a group in AEW. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to be pushed as a uh, you know as a single star, and then you get put into probably the largest faction, uh, the uh, the largest faction in AEW, and you're not getting any singles matches. Um, well, he, are well, he you got one this week? We'll, we'll have to. See oh, he got one this week. Shit, yeah, I missed yeah, it. He, uh, no, he had basically like a squash match this week. Uh, R.I.P. You know. Uh, <laughs> Whoever the hell? Uh, no, no, it's Q QT Marshall, man. Oh, whoever the hell. <laughs> you don't got love for QT Marshall? Absolutely not. We no love for QT. Well, I have. I, I can't say. Well, I like you know when you're when you're when your debut in the Cody match was basically you know. Uh, it didn't do it for me. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in a nice way. And then you know your next, and then your next match is you know a okay. You know uh, that doesn't mean you know I'm gonna give you the props all the time. Like <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, just a, um, a couple other notes. Um, he did speak about him and Vince talking about him having a southern draw and basically having the match. Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically have because he's like I'm from Rochester, New York. Like I'm somewhat eloquent. Like why am I speaking in a southern accent? I don't. I don't. I don't yeah, I, I I've definitely heard the story of Vince being obsessed with like the southern accent thing, and that's for a long time why I thought you know he just wasn't gonna like you know uh, they weren't doing anything with him at all because Vince was just like he can't do a southern accent, and I was just like. I don't think the southern accent would have worked for him, honestly. Um, I think uh, I, I think it just would have been another. Uh, remember, remember that uh, when he walked into the office, he's like, "I'm a team player." I'm like, I don't think this is his voice. Like, yeah, uh, he 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 tried hard there. Um, I don't know. I think if he would have like tried a southern accent, or you know. Uh, did like Vince even like you know try to provide acting classes for him or something? But uh, I think it, it I think it just would have been up there with bad accents like uh, you know Lana's Russian accent that kind of just goes in and out, you know? Yeah, I don't. She still does that. I don't know why she like the jig is up. Like we we know yeah. that she you're not Russian at this point. Like you're with Bobby Lashley still. 
And like not not even like with total diva stuff, like you know, it's just in general that your your accent kind of just like fades in and out. And you know what? It, it's hard to do act. You know, it's hard to do accents, but you know. Well, imagine like watching total divas and then hearing Lana have that accent. Like you're like you're still in character here. <laughs> I hey man, if, if she uh, if she was practicing outside of the ring, I would applaud her. <laughs> She'd probably be a lot better at it. Well, I mean, as long as it takes her from doing TikTok videos. Everybody's doing TikTok videos, man. I well, woke up we, this morning, I saw Shauna doing a TikTok video, and I was just like, man, people are too bored. Well, we all got, like, celebrities are in there's the just same too, There's too much are. time. We're all, yeah, we're all, like, bored, and we have all these time, this time on our hands, so we're just all doing TikTok. Well, I'm not doing it. I'm not on TikTok, but apparently <laughs> Lana is, you know? Uh, uh, Just the the worst dancer. (laughs) A couple more points points. before we move on. Uh, He initially pitched Vincent Grant that he wanted to be a collector. Uh, He said that he's in the serial killers and stuff like that. He wanted to collect something from each person. Oh, Lord. So, like, and then he also wanted to be, like, a smart monster, kind of like Bruiser Brody ish. And then they. Kind of cut the knees off to that. Also, um, also he said that he called Mark Carano 15 times and then he texted him and then he saw that, you know, Sean Spears did the whole Twitter thing and then got his release and that's why he did it. Because he thought that they were going to release him then. And then they said, like, Vince called him and he said, for business reasons, I can't let you go. And then that's when the whole New Japan thing happened. Then Daniel Bryan called him, and that's why you saw him on TV. Like, is the mystery of who attacked Roman Reigns, and yeah. then, like it fell apart. And he's like, "I just want to leave." Uh, yeah, I definitely think. Um, I'm surprised Luke Harper didn't play a part in you know the who attack uh, Roman Reigns thing. But I think once that Eric Rowan clone stuff came out, like that's when it was just you know. Just uh, well, was it Eric Bischoff at the time? Just a uh, funny Eric Bischoff writing, and I, you know, after after the uh, the Eric Rowan lookalike, I don't think like that story was really going to go anywhere after, and you know, um, Eric Bischoff would like later leave after that episode, and or you know, just that segment, and then you know, they just never spoke about it again. <laughs> I mean. To round this all out, good for him. Uh, he said that you know he wanted to do some independent movie roles. He can do that now. Uh, for some reason, WWE wouldn't let him do that, and now in what? the WD deal, um, he can work independent dates if he wanted to. And yeah. obviously, he said his aspiration is to work for New Japan. Uh, whenever that starts again, I you could see him going there. I mean, good for you know what? If he's happy and this is what he wants to do, good for him. Good for him. You know, yeah. like yeah, I, I, he he is a. Uh, I, I'm an adult. You know, I, I definitely know what it's like to you know not be happy at a job or something like that. So I'm not going to knock him for you know leaving and then you know wanting to do other stuff. What do you, what do you, what he's doing on AEW, I'll criticize, but like, you know, him making that move, like, 
you know, it's, it's just business things and stuff that you wanted to do to make you happy. Um, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, during his, you know, uh, just like his disappearance, like they never had him uh, work, evol- uh, work evolve or anything like that. I think uh, if he wanted to really work independent dates, I definitely think he could have been uh, really a part of uh, uh, evolve. You know? Yeah, it's going to be one of those mysteries that we just we're not going to get the answer to because he's. Yeah, cause I, I, I just think it's so weird that like WWE does definitely have like a lot of ties to like they have ties to indies like they have progress um well you know they have a working relationship with progress uh a sort of understanding with noah um you know they have the evolve stuff for sure you know i'm I'm surprised like hunter never like tried to work that out i think i think him saying that he wanted to work new japan it was just like oh so i guess like you've you know the working relationships that we have with everybody else just wasn't uh, good enough, you know? So, I, I mean, I know bother. that New Japan did the Liger stuff, right? Like, they yeah. allowed Liger to come over for NXT TakeOver, but I don't know if there's still, sore, there's still sore feelings from the whole, you know, talent raid thing that they still have, so... Oh, yeah. With Hunter saying that to Brody Lee, basically saying, like, oh, we'll work on it with New Japan, like, there had to be something in the weeds for him to say that, like, because mm-hmm. if Brody, if if he said that the Brody on intention just to have him on the hook, that makes him seem like a dick. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, there's no way that you could work this out. Maybe Hunter had a inside track and was talking. Maybe because if yeah, you look at if you look at it, like WWE was looking into buying Noah. They were trying. They're trying to get in the Japan market, so maybe where you know where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't know. Yeah, um, that there's definitely something there. I, I'm I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Hunter, like, just personally wanted a working relationship with New Japan, and just thinking that would be, uh, you know, very beneficial, which it would be. And then, uh, you know, Brody Lee said, like, "Hey, I would like to work with New Japan." He was just like, "Yeah, man, like." You know, just like something he was doing personally, like, you know, working on it. He was just like, yeah, let me, like, try to, like, actually put that together. I don't think Hunter was just like, uh, yeah, let, let's see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, idiot. Like, no, I definitely think, like, uh, Triple A definitely <laughs> wanted, uh, Triple A's definitely wanted something to do with New Japan at some point. <laughs> Hunter's in the corner of the PC, like, <laughs> like, like, he, <laughs> He he goes up to Mark Carano. Can you believe this idiot wants to work in New Japan? <laughs> How the hell, <laughs> dummy? Like, no, I de- I definitely don't uh, think that's the case. And then Mark is like showing him like his phone. He's like, look at this guy calling me over and over again. Do you want to pick up? Uh, uh, no, like I don't think that's happening. You know what? As let's segue into the what happened on. Uh, Dynamite in that segment, okay, because they, Dark Order and Brody Lee definitely took shots at Vince McMahon, okay, the whole, like, nobody eats, you know, the whole steak dinner, nobody eats until I eat, and then the whole sneezing thing. I thought the segment was very whatever, you know, he was just saying stuff, and then when the dude sneezed, and then he got pissed, 
Nah, that that shit sent me, man. I just I could not stop laughing. I mean, I thought it was a funny inside joke, but at the same time, it's like, oh man, Brody's gonna just gonna. After hearing this podcast and hearing like how like where Brody kind of criticized him, where he's you know pitching creative ideas to him, also being complimentary to Vince, it was like okay, like what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that seems to be the case with, uh, John Moxley as well. Like, John Moxley was just like, you know, like, what everybody says, like, Vince is a crazy old genius, you know? Like, he, he, he does weird things. Um, you know, Vince is just not an ordinary guy, like, <laughs> as best as I can put it. And then, you know... He, he he respected him in that regard. Like, you know, he, he also says that he, like, spoke to Vince at some point, pitched creative ideas, and he got told very nicely why those are bad ideas. And then he was just like, okay, I understand. And then he just goes on Dynamite, you know, you know, send shots. Or, you know, um, he he does, you know, the 30 podcast that he was doing when he got released and uh, not, uh, when his contract was over. And, you know, he was sending shots. And it was just like, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the, the crowd that wanted him to slander the WWE definitely got what they wanted. And I think uh, they got it here as well on Dynamite, even though that's not what they truly feel. Oh, we're going to get to... Oh, bad creative ideas in a minute We're, yeah. we might just skip right to it i thought like i said poor qt marshall you got he got beat up here and then they leave the uh, dark order mask on him so i don't know if he's gonna join i i doubt that he would because he's doing the whole like tag team thing with uh, dustin so mm-hmm. i mean i think that's gonna be a thing every time Somebody in the Dark Order beats him. He's, they're going to ask him to join. Uh, there's down, there are a couple of squash matches on the show. I mean, like you had Brody Lee and then Jake Hager win in a minute against Chico Adams. I don't know. I mean, I didn't know who this guy was. <laughs> there's a lot of indie local talent. Yeah, there, there was a lot of indie guys between Dynamite and Dark. No Dark, women's yeah. matches, though. Now, okay. I talked about. I don't think any of the women live in Jacksonville. Yeah, especially like Hikaru Shida. I, I will give them a pass this week because circumstances. Maybe a lot of people, you know, of their wrestlers are under quarantine, and you should be traveling right now. No matter exactly how cheap the damn flights are. Like I've seen. Some Twitter uh, post saying, like, oh, my God, these flights are $30. Like, okay, you can take a $30 (laughs) flight now and then have coronavirus for two weeks and feel like shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe they're just taking precautions here. So I'll let let that slide. Yeah. I'll let it go. Um, But, you know what? Let's get right into it. So last night... Or, shit, Wednesday. I talked to you about the Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy uh, segment. segment Probably the worst segment that Dark has put... uh, I mean, uh, AEW has put together. You you might as well said it was Dark. 
You should have been. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably the worst segment that AEW has put together in a really long time. I know, like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of AEW diehards. You know, they're all for it, but you know, here we call a spade a spade. <laughs> uh, Vince was right for not listening to anything that Matt Hardy had to offer, uh, because if if uh, like. Imagine, imagine like Buddy Murphy having to cut a promo on his stupid ass drone that he cannot like. He bought one drone and couldn't let it go. You know, like he 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 went to the Apple Store, paid four hundred five hundred dollars for this drone, and he was just like, "I'm gonna get a return on my damn investment." So it has to be shoehorned into everything that I. Uh, you know, every story that he has, like, you know, any sort of creative control over. And then uh, people were, like, really gassing up the uh, the teleportation. But it really does, it really looked like TikTok editing, which was really funny. Um, yeah, it definitely looked like uh, that was edited inside an iMovie. Yeah. Um, Jericho cutting the promo on Vanguard 1, that just went way too long. That, like... It Whatever is, is basically like is Jericho every time that somebody comes into AEW that's a big thing like Moxley somebody like that is he gonna pitch them to join the inner circle is that gonna be it 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 seems like you know joining the inner circle is gonna be the new Jericho meme um. So I can I can expect him asking a lot more people to join in the future. Um, no, nah, this segment is horrible. Um, I, I I'm uh, I'm glad that Paul Heyman was just like, um, nah, get out of here, Alistair. It, it, like it's not your time. It's Alistair Black's and uh, Buddy Murphy's time, and then uh, the stuff that. Uh, like what was it? P- uh, when he was pitching like stuff to do with Bray Wyatt at his compound, and it was just like he like he's just trying to get a return on his investment, you know? Like, uh, oh man, I spent a lot on this compound, so this thing is going to be shoehorned into like everything I do. And you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, you're you're comfortable to work in this space because it is your home. But like, I'm not trying to see that, especially when we already saw it before. Um, well, what was the other rumors? Like he he wanted like uh, Bray Wyatt to like uh, work at the compound, like doing yard work and sh- uh, stuff like that. And I was just like, imagine seeing Bray Wyatt rake up leaves instead of seeing you know uh, any of the stuff that uh, Kevin Owens Samoa Joe was doing with uh, Seth Rollins and Authors of Pain. You know, or you know, whatever his uh, Seth Rollins the disciples. You know, like I'm not, I'm not trying to see any of that ever. Okay, so what I did yesterday, so, I'm like, why did I like this broken Matt Hardy character initially? So I went back and I watched some Impact stuff, like the like uh, the final deletion that he had with Jeff Hardy, uh, the stuff that they uh-huh. did with Decay with like Rosemary and Crazy Steve. And, uh, I, I uh, that that's what that for me that's when it stopped because I didn't like I didn't like that deletion. No, I loved, <laughs> I loved the final deletion with uh, Jeff Hardy, and you know no, what? Uh, oh, oh, I, I love Wyatt. I, 
No, I like I like the one with Jeff Hardy. Okay. Um, I also like the one with the tag teams. I did not like the one with Decay. Okay, that's when I was just like, this one, this stuff is kind of falling downhill. And then you know when he brought it, like you know, it was it was expected to happen in the WWE. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it was expected to happen in the WWE, but you know, contract disputes that you read about and stuff like that. So you understand why it took so long for it to happen. And then, you know, it, it finally happened with Bray Wyatt. And I thought it was okay at the most. Like, I never went back to watch it. Like, at the time, like, you could probably look up O2E's and, like, yeah, you know, like, uh, the Mower of Lawns. Like, that popped me, but, like, not enough to buy the Mower of Lawns shirt that they tried to put out. Yeah. Well, I think what happened was, like, when I watched this Impact stuff, like, Impact creative is just batshit crazy. And it just worked. <clears throat> it was just lightning in a bottle where, like, he did the whole like you know speaking like this distinctive tongue and like just went crazy and then he got Jeff into it. It was different and it caught on. Yeah. And you know even with the stuff that they did with ROH before they left, I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like the whole conquest of winning all the tag team titles, it was cool for me. And then what happened was they went to WWE. They were hinting at the delete stuff, and then they went back to kind of being the Hardys, but they were still in that dispute where Impact wouldn't let him use the stuff, and so <clears throat> much time passed to, to the point where when he was broken Matt Hardy again and doing those like promos where he, you know, there's too many promos, he's like, yeah, you know what I mean, the whole thing, I'd already passed the moment, and it's just like, oh, yeah. Like, I realized this, but like it's not as hot anymore, and I think mm-hmm. situations and characters like that they don't always pop off in the WWE. They pop off in Impact. Like think of the Undertaker. Think of, but think of like stuff like Mordecai. That didn't work. Like that 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 basically died within like two months. Think of like. Heinrich. Uh, I I I would say that there is a lot of impact stuff that dies once it reaches the big stage, yeah. and you know what? The deletion stuff is just one part of it. Like you know, they find they happily obliged him. You know, uh, they did it while it was hot, or you know, as hot as it could be. Um, they they did it, and then they moved on. Because, you know, uh, the deletion stuff doesn't have much legs to it if you're not, you know, bending your back and your will to Matt Hardy and, you know, recording all the stuff at the compound, you know, putting on for Senior Benjamin, putting on his child, um, uh, Wolfgang, and, you know, being, and it's just like, that is too many resources going into this one thing that, you know, it's taking away from other and, you know, younger or newer talent you know um like i i like i said this before like i will take any of these you know you know these new up-and-comers and these young guys like i would prefer to take them over uh a, a goddamn uh matt hardy vignette uh anytime because nobody really talks about like you know the in-between you know where uh they just do a whole bunch of stuff with senior Benjamin and, you know, 
you know, Matt Hardy just walking around his house. Like, I think that really works for Impact because, you know, you could basically record that shit in bulk, you know? Well, I think it works for AEW, too. Like, here's the thing. When I go see a Christopher Nolan movie, I know that <laughs> it's going to be a certain thing. Like, I'm not going to see Judd Apatow humor in it. You got to mm-hmm. understand that with, like, these characters, only certain ones hit in WWE. Broken Matt Hardy works in AEW because that's what they do. His YouTube series, they have being the elite. That's that's what they do. Yeah. Like, that's what their fans are looking for. Now, my problem with this is, and I said this, it's running too damn long. It was just, you know, <laughs> Jericho's doing the thing with Vanguard run one. That was five minutes. I was like, okay, like... We get it. Like, he's doing... It looks like he's doing stand-up comedy and he's, like, dying up there. Like, he's, like, tripping over his mm-hmm. monologue. Then, when Matt comes down and does the whole teleport thing, uh, they're talking and they're going over their history and then, like, Matt's talking about, like, there's a different entity in him, like Damascus. And I'm like, alright, cool. And then... You know, the whole Jericho thing with the bad booking. I'm like, okay, great. Like, yes, you know, quintessential shot at WWE. Great, great, cool. Even though, and how, even, uh, though, even he, though, like, oh, go ahead. The, even though the Hardys are like one of the greatest tag teams ever, and then Matt does the whole thing with version one, like, bad booking, though. Great. But, uh, the, the fact that he comes back and then he they immediately win the tag titles, you know, uh, multiple tag team reigns. Uh, in 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 his return, he got one with the Hari, and then he got one with the leader of worlds with his uh his uh his broken gimmick. But bad booking though. Yeah, it's just, it's just the problem that AEW runs into is that these type of segments run so long. If you truncated them a little bit, then it would work a little bit better. But it just felt like yeah. All right, man. I could have been watching this on your YouTube series, not to end the show. Like maybe it built up blood and guts a little bit more, but it took me out because they were just talking for like it's it fifteen minutes. Yeah, when when I when I heard it was fifteen minutes, I was just like, or like for you know fourteen minutes, or just damn near too like uh the number that was said about how long this segment was i was just like that's a no for me dog and i just watched the youtube version and i will say i don't think the youtube version is any better well i mean like look at the two top programs right you got matt hardy and chris jericho that you know dependent if they face off against each other then you have moxley versus jake hager it's like a WWE uh, blast from the past, like it's like you're watching mm-hmm. a card from SmackDown. <laughs> guy, guy, yeah, basically guys that never got weird uh, gimmicks off, uh, you know, face off. I don't know. I, I, I just thought, uh, like, uh, I'm not a fan of the Matt Hardy stuff, man. Um, well, and, mean- then, and then and then. And the fact that he's facing Chris Jericho, I could care even less. Well, the round, the, kind of the round out with the good, right? So, I I like the Darby Allen Kip Saban match, and I liked Kenny Omega and Sandy Guevara. Like, there were two really good matches that they had on the card. Again, 
and I think, I think Justin said this on the A show, the like, these shows are working with a lot of bare bones crews and not the certain stuff, so I have to judge them a little different. Do you find like that? Yeah. To do that too? Um, no. Well, like, I'll, like, for certain stuff, like, I understand why there's not a women's match, you know? So I'm not, I'm not really going to harp on that or, you know, be disappointed in them for not, uh, you know, doing that. But if I'm not enjoying the show, I'm just not enjoying the show. Um, so I'm just going to, like, call it how it is. Like, um, Raw and SmackDown, how they do, like, Mania replays and stuff like that. And then people be like, oh, man, this show was awful. And it was just like, what are you talking about? Like, they showed you a WrestleMania match. Like, or, you know, uh, it wasn't really a SmackDown, you know? Like, it was more of a clip show, uh, which AEW wasn't. So... Uh, I'm just going to rate it based off my enjoyment. You know? Well, I appreciate that both of these shows, they're they're still trying to do some new stuff. Because they could oh, just yeah. do clips. They could just do, like, old matches. But they're trying to show, like, new stuff. Yeah. To, I mean, I have no idea when, you know, stay-at-home things are going to be lifted. I have no idea when things are going to go back to quote-unquote normal. But I appreciate that AEW and NXT are doing... Some stuff that like yeah. Um, while all these sports are dying, and you know, uh, these players got nothing to really do or anything like that. Uh, wrestling thrives, you know. Uh, like we got WrestleMania 30 on ESPN. Uh, we, you know, we still get uh, wrestling today. Uh, you know, is is you know. Uh, as bare bones as it might be, you know, they probably have like three matches, 12 people or, you know, like eight talents on the card, you know, um, it, it, it is what it is. Um, and, and, and this time, this week. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because guess what? Everybody lives in Orlando. (laughs) Um, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do about, uh, you know, NXT going forward since I think, uh, they are locking down, uh, Orlando, I believe, uh, that's starting soon. So I think, uh, I, I think the amount of talent that we might get is going to be uh, a lot less. Even though next week we get our our very big shows. I mean, we are getting a takeover, getting somewhat. A takeover somewhat. So yeah. these matches that were supposed to be in takeover, they are going to be a part of NXT TV and to pres- you know, the upcoming weeks. So we're going to get them. In each NXT episode, how do you feel about that? Like, what do you think? Do you think that was the right thing to do? Absolutely. <laughs> um, because, well, I've heard, because I've heard some people like saying, like, why don't you just add these to the Mania card? And no, take, no, well, like Takeover is a separate thing. Like, I wouldn't want to mix it with mix WrestleMania. It. Like I, 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 we we joke all the time, you know, in private and stuff like that. But like, uh, you know, and it like certain guys, like certain matches don't work in NXT. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano matches do not work on WrestleMania. It just doesn't. Like I, I, I don't know what match can you put, like what match they're advocating for, but like. A lot of these big feuds just don't work on there. Like, probably, like, uh, I think the only one that kind of, like, fits 
that where that would fit, in my opinion, would be the North American title. It's just going to be a big hoss battle. Um, no, well, seemingly it's just going to be a big hoss battle, but um, just certain matches just don't. You already have the NXT Women's title being defended, so like, what more can you really want? I just feel like there's a different atmosphere. Like, and also, uh, my fault. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, people complain every year that WrestleMania is too long, and then you're gonna ask them to add takeover matches to the card, seemingly making the show ten or nine hours long. <laughs> Come on, guys. I mean, some of these. Okay, some of these. The Champa Gargano match is gonna get time. That's gonna get yeah, thirty minutes, and it's. It's going and to, it's only going to get time on NXT. Yes, because people were complaining, you know, that things weren't well paced at, at WrestleMania last year, right? So, like, by the time you got to the Ronda Rousey Charlotte Becky match, everybody was kind of done, tired. It was at oh, yeah. I think mm-hmm. the apex was when the Kofi won the won Kofi. the title. So. Mm-hmm. And that's why they did Seth and Brock early because so you could get that pop. Can you imagine like going from a thirty-minute Champa Gargano match and then going to like I said, like the NXT Championship match between Rhea and Charlotte? It would die just because mm-hmm. people would be, oh man, like you know, bathroom break. And I'm not saying that I think Rhea and Charlotte is going to rip, but I'm just saying like. You have to plan these cards and temper them. If you just add a whole bunch of things, like the women's uh, number one contenders match, the ladder match, if you just add that on to mm-hmm. a WrestleMania card, like how does that help anybody? Yeah, it, it, it absolutely doesn't. Um, you know, people, you know, in January, people flirted with the thought of WrestleMania being two nights. And now we finally have WrestleMania that's two nights. And now everybody hates that it's being marketed uh, as a two-night WrestleMania. Um, people want to take over matches on the WrestleMania card. But I'm telling you, once April, whatever, hits, and they have to wake up at goddamn 1 o'clock to watch the whole damn show, you're not. they're not going to be happy, you know, so... It is what it is. I, I'm okay with NXT TakeOver being stretched to two nights as well. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, WrestleMania going into, like, one in the morning? Like, I would have been, okay, I got a DVR at this point. Or, like, I'll watch it on the network oh, uh, later. Did, did, did you go to WrestleMania last year? No. Uh, I knew that oh. in, in New Jersey Transit was going to be a shit show. And I was right. Yeah. I was good, man. Um, um, people that got mad because they got stuck in the rain at Mania, hey, uh, eat an ass. <laughs> you, you know, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Um, when I went to WrestleMania uh, in New Orleans, it rained after the show. Um, did it? Uh, did it ruin my? Uh, did it ruin my time? No, because my ride was right outside the building. Uh, <laughs> when the show was over and I was walking out, I was walking out of the building in the rain with my new purchase WWE title and I hopped in the car and then, you know, sat in traffic for 30 minutes. 
Yeah, I knew that New Jersey. That's just the nature of the show. First of all, like going to MetLife, I knew that trains only ran a certain time. And I was like, WrestleMania is going to be over after midnight. So Mm -hmm. these trains aren't going to run. So I'm like, I'm Mm -hmm. good on that. I know that I'm going to get stranded trying to get back to Secaucus to get back to the main train. And Uber surge, Lyft surge. People were right like, surge. People were paying like three hundred dollars for an Uber. I'm like, I'm good. I'm gonna watch WrestleMania in the comfort of my own home. Technically, I did watch it in New Jersey, so I was in the vicinity <laughs> of that. <laughs> like, uh, if like, let's say WrestleMania comes to Miami at the Hard Rock, which I like, I live nearby. Um, I know how to get out. Um. Well, whenever I go somewhere, I know how I'm gonna leave. So if you're if you're still mad about getting rained on a year later, get over it. <laughs> Let's get into this NXT show. Io Shirai, she is back. Tears in my eyes. Sorry, it had to be the expense of Zaylee. Expense of Zaylee and Aaliyah. Oh, whatever. Aaliyah thought that she was going to go on to the ladder match, and she was sadly mistaken because EO took the Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> when she heard that, she was like, oh, shit, say. <laughs> From what I understand, uh, WWE music is uh, uploading tracks again, so upload that EO theme, please. Please. I'm, 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 just trying to, I'm just trying to bump that one time, you feel me? That shit slaps. So her and Candice LeRae go on to the ladder match. Mm-hmm. I'm cheering for EO. I'm sorry. I'm going to just say that right right here. Like, I want EO to win. If Dakota Kai doesn't get inserted into the match, then, yeah, I'm, I'm all in for EO. We also have, uh, there was a very good Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong match at the end. Mm-hmm. That's not the story there. The story is that we are finally joined by Malcolm Bivens, much anticipated, but he's with a different tag team. The names are Sarov Gu... Uh, sorry if I'm, I'm mispronouncing these wrong. Sarov uh, Gujar and Rinku Singh. Uh, big, That's fire. Big, strong tag team. And it looks like they're going to go and challenge the Broserweights. I thought it was funny that Malcolm's team attacked Matt Riddle. It was fitting, right? Yeah. Um, fantastic stuff. Uh, you know, his, his debut popped the world. Um, I think Malcolm Bivens is uh, a very unique talent. You know, um, getting signed to the WWE based off just being a like a manager alone. You know, funny dude, very entertaining dude. Um, finally, you know, and you know what I think. Uh, for me at least uh personally like whenever i see rob stone now i'm just gonna be more sick <laughs> ah man that that whole rob stone chelsea green thing um it ain't working for me but i for me personally maybe it's working for somebody but it's just um I, I I've seen I've seen Rob Stone at a live event uh here in Miami. Um he was accompanied with um I believe it was Dan Mathis, the dude that Samoa Joe squashed a couple of years ago, <laughs> and Riddick Moss. Um interesting. 
you know, uh, you know, just heal work, you know, you're, uh, uh, like, well, what was it, like, what was his like state? It was just like, you know, like we're, you know, I'm here with like the biggest, strongest men in NXT, blah, 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 this and that. And then, you know, they lose. Um, it was whatever. I don't know. Like, I mean, even, like, even the person I, like, even the person I was with was just like, yo, his suit sucks. I mean, I guess, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we'll see him in a couple weeks because Chelsea's in the match. So. Oh, but will he be at ringside is the question because. Well, like, I think EO, they want to mitigate. Like well, hopefully EO oh, go will, uh, like go ahead and like take him out or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll go like do some moonsault or the, you know and yeah. They'll do a spot there. You know who, you know who I'm really high on? I'm Austin really high. Theory. And All good, day. Man, he had a good match with Tyler Breeze. <laughs> I like Um where 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 does uh where this cocky character come from? Because yeah, it felt he, like it came like out I, of nowhere. Because you got your ass smacked by Champa, and then you know you you beat uh Isaiah uh, Swerve Scott. But like you you kind of like have to be on a real winning streak to get like that kind of hubris and stuff like that. But uh. Yeah, that that was a little weird. I, I I'm glad that Tyler uh, Tyler Breeze did get the win here. You know, um, it just shows that he has much to learn here in NXT. Um, hopefully, I didn't think they would. Uh, I guess he had to play heel in the match. I guess because I didn't think Tyler Breeze was. Yeah, Austin Theories was definitely the heel. Like he, yeah, with the whole like him doing you know the, the i'm the future thing, i'm the future thing yeah. like he was definitely the heel so they I think um, they're leaning they, into him I he he's definitely good man like austin yeah Perry, he's really like, good somebody i i didn't get to watch a lot of him and evolve but i'm liking what i'm seeing here even though he's losing. um I, I i've seen i've seen like you know uh i've seen his match against kyle o'reilly um you know, uh, thanks to the WWE partnership, uh, I didn't. I didn't like the match that he had with uh, JD Drake at the Evolve uh, Anniversary um, show. I, I wasn't a big fan of that match. Um, I believe I. Uh, I want to believe I seen clips of the uh, clips of Austin Theory versus Velveteen Dream, but that might just be a memory that I just inserted right now. <laughs> You know, we maybe we should check that out for like the next uh, episode of War Report if it's out there. I'll, I'll talk oh, yeah. it and then we'll check it out. I'm gonna let you talk about Killian Dane for a little bit because uh, um, in this time where there is no one in the crowd, there, you know. The crowd is very silent, and it's not, you know, there's not, like, a really high atmosphere going on, which, you know, I, I sort of enjoy uh, without the weird chance of uh, Full Sail uh, going crazy. But at this time of uncertainty and, you know, during this pandemic, why the fuck would you put a Killian Dane match on TV that goes longer than five minutes? Okay, it went three okay, minutes. It went three minutes. But... <laughs> Felt a lot longer than that. <laughs> um, really took him a long time to put. You know, uh, I don't. I don't want to call him a jobber because you know he lasted a pretty long time in there. 
um, without like you know Killian Dane playing with his food. But um, why? You are not a fan not of Killian Dane. Hey man, Pete Dunn said I do not care about Killian Dane, and I felt that with my whole heart because I'm I'm just not with it. I just I I don't want to see it anymore. I just feel like he's one of these in between guys in NXT that like will probably move to Raw or SmackDown soon. That just will be kind of I don't I, know. Like, shit, I don't think he, I don't think he's going back up. I, I feel like he's going to be one of those like middle of the card guys there. I, I really do. My 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 thing is is that he like you know. Let me be for real, for real here. Is that uh, I'm just personally not a big fan of his work, and he's currently in that Cassius Ono position. Yeah, I agree. But I like Cassius Ono a thousand times better than I like uh, Killian Dane. I I uh, I just like the way that Cassius Ono works. You know, uh, the knockout artists and stuff like that. So you know, somebody being in Cassius Ono's position. And not being as good as Cassius Ono kind of bothers me a bit. Or, you know, I just don't really care for it. Well, Cassius Ono is over in NXT UK as, like, the cocky, crafty veteran that, like, basically tries mm-hmm. to, like, take out the new guys. And I like that he yeah. has that role there. They need somebody there yeah. who, who takes... Yeah, he's definitely needed over there, which I kind of hate because we have to deal with Killian Dane here. Oh, jeez. So, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, Damian Priest has a very uh, Thanos, Alucard-like voice. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, like... <laughs> very, it's, it's very deep, and he talks like this, and you know, it's kind of slow. Like, hey man, let him, let, him, uh, let him voice like a Decepticon, bro. I feel like that shit will go crazy. He's like, my name will live on forever. Yeah. You know I mean, like, yeah. Man. He wants the title. Don't, don't all the money and the girls that come with it. You know what I mean? Like, he's very like Kratos type. <laughs> yeah, hey man, he about his paper, and I can't hate on that. Can't hate on it at all. So next, so next week, uh, they're gonna have a triple threat, and I guess that we'll do predictions. You know what? Let's do this prediction now because it's gonna happen next week. Who do you think wins? Well. Well, uh, we don't know how the shows are going to get divided up, but uh, I think Keith Lee keeps it. No, it's divided up. Okay, so next week you get Velveteen Dream and Bobby Fish, and then, like, uh, a second chance gauntlet with all the prior losers of the women's match to try to get that final spot of the women's ladder match. So, hey, Dakota can still get in. Let's go, Dakota. It's not Mm going to be Aaliyah. I don't think so. And then... Keith Lee, Dominic, and Damian for the North American title next week. Okay, uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, I think Keith Lee wins. Like, it'd be weird for them to like build up Keith, and then all of a sudden him drop it to Dom or Damian. Even though I do think Damian's going to get it down the road. Because mm-hmm. he wants. You know, He's going to have to drop it at some point. Cars, the cars and the clothes. And the hose. The hose. I, I suppose. <laughs> that was very. He just wants to be successful, man. <laughs> we just did a Morrow thing right there. Uh, <laughs> so, how do you feel about Papa H basically chastising Johnny Gargano and Champa? 
And do you buy? I that? think it's. Do you buy? I think it was the, great. Do you think that it's going to be the last time that they fight in NXT? Yeah, it'll be the last time. Like uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. Uh, what was it at Battleground? The the last fight for it all, which is a fantastic match. I think I might watch that later. Um, I, I I liked it. Uh, I liked the segment a lot because uh, he does kind of like address like how you know um, like I, I won't I won't say like parroting uh, him and uh, him and Sean, but uh, you know them putting their careers on the line or just you know putting what's best for them, uh, you know disregarding what's best for them to just beat the shit out of each other like i think that's fantastic like um i uh i turned nxt off uh after eo came on um because i thought candice array was gonna win anyway i had to uh, just like watch it all uh watch it all back uh yesterday on youtube but um but i saw people on twitter saying like oh they're gonna like get wrestlemania why they blow that do you not understand the story that's being told to you right now these guys hate each other. They don't care about WrestleMania. They're they're literally putting their careers on the line to destroy each other. Yes, blowing like I I think you know people reacting that way is probably like the best reaction possible. Like you don't understand the story that's being told to you right now. Listen, Johnny Gargano has an axe to grind because this guy, you know, Champa has basically stabbed this... him in the back over and over again, and then. With Champa became a crowd favorite. <laughs> yeah, Champa became a crowd favorite, and also like Gargano cost them the title. There is bad blood here, and they and like mm-hmm. you know Gargano mentioned like we were supposed to have this, but like Champa got hurt. He you know he hurt his neck, so it makes sense to have this for the final time. Like I'm okay with it. Like uh, I, I can understand people not being excited to see this again, but uh, if, if I definitely think it's going to be the last time in NXT, I, I, I for sure believe this. I definitely think there is a lot of talent on the NXT card, or you know, just like the roster in general, to keep these guys apart for a very long time. Yes, and please. you know, um, it's WrestleMania season, so you don't know who's gonna, who might or who might not get the call up. Um, or you know who, depending how deadly this match gets, you know um, who, who will be taking as much time off as possible, you know. So I, I'm excited for the match. Um, I think people, I think people hate it, but when they see it, it's going to be something special. Final thing though, uh, all those odd videos that were happening to round out NXT, it was Killer Cross. Yeah. Listen, I'm excited. Uh, I know that the guy is great on the mic. He's a great wrestler, too. I'm excited for him to go on NXT. I think that he's <laughs> going to be their next big wrestler that they have. Like The guy that you see that is going to get built up and dominate NXT for a while, I think it's going to be Killer Cross. Yeah. Um, that's going to stink because eventually like, there's going to be like uh, well, God knows, but like uh, there's gonna be a ch- there's gonna be a point in time where like creative or just booking is gonna have to choose between Austin Theory or Killer Cross, I mean, uh, or whatever his name might be. Um, so, 
Damn, that's gonna suck because I, I do see big things for Austin Theory. Maybe he uh maybe uh he gets put into the North American title scene because that seems to be where the big men play. He could do that and then you can have him with the cruiserweight title too with Jordan Devlin. That would be a really good match that they could do down the road. Like Jordan whenever he's able you know, everybody's on travel lockdown right now, but whenever he's able yeah. to come back down here, like they could do that match. Yeah, as Austin well. Yeah, Austin Theory can go do that, man. <laughs> he a big dude. I don't know if he's uh, I don't, I don't know if he's less than two hundred five, but like, uh, he could slim down if he needed to. But like, no, nah, uh, uh, cool stuff. Um, if if I had to choose between seeing uh, Killer Cross versus Gargano or Champa, uh, I would I would uh, I would say Champa. Honestly, I would say Ciampa I think because uh, they're both crazy. Yeah, I, I think uh, Chomp is a little more ruthless in his offense, uh, so we, we'll probably see a different kind of match. I think with uh, Gargano, would be more technical. Yes, sir. Which I don't, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I, I like my violence, man. <laughs> That's our show for this week. As always, you can follow us at RNT Radio Live on Twitter and Instagram, all our feeds on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. We have a new episode of First Responders. They talk about the weekend's new album, which Cyrus and I have been playing a lot. Classic. It's a classic. Manny also has a uh, basically a stay home version of I Am Not a Genius that's out as well. Uh, We have (laughs) the season finale of The Lookout. Talk about the Demon Slayer season one. We also have, uh, of course, the A show. They talk about part one of the Dark Side of the Ring, uh, Chris Benoit documentary. If you watch part uh-huh. two, it's also it's a tough watch. I'll say, like it's that whole story is heartbreaking. Uh, I just, yeah, yeah, man. I, I don't even, you know, what what can be said that hasn't been said already. You know, I, yeah, uh, I, I see a lot of people talking about Dark Side of the Ring. Um, personally, I'm like it's a very jarring story to me. I don't like to hear about the Chris Benoit story, so I, I, I don't plan on uh, watching uh, the documentary. Like, um, it, 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 like the story makes me very uneasy. So uh, I'm just not gonna watch. <laughs> Also have an episode, a new episode of the Big Eyes podcast. Talks about the return of Goku, Dragon Ball Super. Got a new episode of Recall and Saul. And new episode of Spot Callers where Cyrus is joined by Manny. And they talk about Zona 23's Bloodsport. Uh, I saw that gif that you guys uh, put on that show. <laughs> and I immediately watched that match. I don't know how that lady got up from that. But she did. So... They, <laughs> they got, uh, she, uh, me, me and Mark went to, uh, you know, we, we watched the show, uh, since RSVN, uh, you know, is, is um, kind of, kind of closing definitely with the, the closure of the NBA or just like the postponing of the games. Um, it was a very, it, it was a very fun watch because I don't think, uh, I don't think Mark has ever watched like deathmatch outside of probably like a, uh, uh, ECW, but like, why watching uh, that match was very, 
<laughs> get, getting his take on that match was very fun. Uh, and the match is free on YouTube. Uh, I, I believe uh, I provided a link for everybody to watch, and it got uh, retweeted by uh, RNT Radio Live on Twitter. So please follow that. Watch the match. It was all fun. That does it for us. Stay your asses at home and uh, listen next week. <laughs>